0: Welcome, welcome all to this special edition of Brews and Banter. Tyler, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking Corona Premier. Looking Ooh. at my figure uh, here lately, so it's yeah. calories, 2.6 carbs. Yeah. So you got
0: to keep that girlish figure going, man. I That's personally, right. I'm drinking Kettle House Brewing Company Cold Smoke Scotch Ale. Needed something a little stronger for this topic we're covering today.
1: This is a heavy subject, man.
0: It's so heavy. Um, and to give you listeners a backstory, this is a story. Two kids came from Jersey, played on the same club team, played on the same juggernaut high school team, became best friends, married best friends, became two soccer U.S. soccer legends, then... And a Shakespearean turn of events became enemies. This is a story of America, two of America's biggest footballing families, 30 years of history, and a conversation that could never be taken back. We're, of course, talking about the Greg Burhalter story coming out this week about how he allegedly, well, it's not allegedly anymore, but uh, got into a argument with his now wife, then girlfriend, Rosalyn. And essentially had too many drinks, spilled out into the street. He kicked her. And that's kind of how what we're talking about today. Tyler, how'd this all happen?
1: I mean, it kind of starts way back at the World Cup, that uh, first game when the U.S. played Wales, I would say is the stem of it. You know, the coach comes out... Saying Giorena, US soccer player, plays for Borussia Dortmund. He's, you know, arguably one of their better players. I know a lot of people thought he'd be a key part in that team. And he doesn't play. Coach comes out, says he's hurt, battling injury, which we know he had his injury problems before this World Cup. But then in an interview, he comes out and says, No, I'm fine. This was a the de- coach's decision. So right there you could see the, the cracks starting mm-hmm. on this story. So to speak. And then it just kind of stems from there. Uh, you know, after the World Cup, you know, you saw the US's performances. They make it out of the group. Geo played 50 something minutes in this World Cup.
0: 53 minutes. The majority of that was against the Netherlands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, you saw him come on late as a sub in a couple games. And, you know, there were some questions in uh, that Wales game why Jordan Morris came on and not Geo Reyna type situations and so there was a little bit of speculation that you know things weren't quite what they seemed and we found out why <laughs> after the world cup you see burr he talks at a conference at uh was it, what institute was it the
0: h-o-w or how
1: how institute
0: yeah and he's talking um, about is that how institute for society's summit on moral leadership in new york
1: that's ironic <laughs> Right, and he, you know, he talks about how a player at the World Cup how wasn't following the rules or performing up to standards and was almost sent home, and that it took a vote from the players to keep him there, and so obviously, you know, he, he, and I guess to his defense, he didn't know that all this would be on the record. He was told it wouldn't be on the record. But yeah, usually, we know usually at those kind of conferences
0: too, you you think that everything is confidential. Right. Especially a leadership conference of, you know, that sort of esteem. No, nothing stays
1: confidential, man. Huh? (laughs) Nothing stays confidential in today's world.
0: That's true. In the days of social media.
1: Um, So, I mean, and, and it comes out that that was an issue. And of course, everyone can figure out which player he was talking about. And it's Giovanni Reina. Mm hmm. And I think yeah. that was th- the first this I think this is where it really stems the big issues. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: you know, as a coach, I understand wanting to kind of disclose that in, you know, maybe what he was talking about as far as being a coach of a high profile nation and all of world soccer. But yeah, you those are comments you cannot you cannot say like
1: that. Not that it's soon, not Okay. Man. Not that soon. Like I understand if he wants to say something ten years from now. But I mean the World Cup had just ended.
0: Two, three, four, five years. Like, but not days. Not two, three, four days after the World Cup ends.
1: I mean, when was it? The The Howe Institute. Have it on my notes. That was on December sixth.
0: Yeah. So yeah. And the US got knocked out on the third. So So
1: yeah, three days later, that's Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. And I think that was that was the first big mistake. And it kind of got leaked out because right after that Giovanni Reina posts something on Instagram saying, you know, pretty much admitting that he was the player and that, yeah, he had his issues, you know, with his behavior and that the team did vote, but they voted for him to stay. And, you know, he had thought that that issue was squashed resolved and never be brought up again. And here he is, his coach bringing it up three days later after the world cup ends. And so I can see how he would feel betrayed. And I think that, For me, I don't know about you, but for me, that was kind of the nail in Burhalter's coaching career at the U.S. national team level. After those comments, I don't think he should be the coach. I mean, I don't know how you get the trust from those players in the locker room, especially when you said that the issue was resolved and over. Yeah, it's hard for me because
0: if you just take his coaching performance in the World Cup – It wasn't good enough for him to stay as coach. Now you find out there's a fractured locker room. The players don't quite trust him. He's up for a review. Now you have this whole scandal to go on top of it. I don't think there's any way back. Like There's no way for the players to forgive him, for him to continue on without there being some sort of animosity there. And you have one of the biggest players in U.S. soccer, at least one of the biggest up and coming talents in Gio Reyna. He's going to be around a lot longer than Greg Berhalter will. So, oh, for sure, I don't, I don't think you can bring him back personally.
1: Oh, you can't, not at all. And kind of going back, I mean, Gio was frustrated with his playing time at the World Cup. You know, the yeah. coach came out and told him before the World Cup that he wasn't going to be a big part of it, and uh. You know, his parents, he has influential parents, his dad, Claudio Arena, mm-hmm. being a former US men's national team. He was a captain, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Something he was like a that. captain
0: for two World Cups, I believe if so, I'm not mistaken, ninety eight and two thousand two.
1: And so I think his parents had also vented some frustration to mm-hmm. some higher ups within the US yeah. soccer organization. Well, and you
0: know, to go along that same point, you got you know Rosalind Burhalter. And Danielle Reyna, they were, you know, college roommates, played on the same team at UNC Chapel Hill. Greg played there. I mean, they've been best friends their whole life, both of them. Like, that's – this is something that will rock U.S. soccer for a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, we we heard the events of Berhalter with his now wife back when he was 18 or 19 mm-hmm. years old. The alleged, I guess it's not alleged anymore, like you said, the domestic violence issue. And that was all leaked by... Daniel Reina, yeah. Daniel Reina. Yeah, she... Saying that Cla- or her son, you know, this is the way he's behaving at 18. He was forgiven and, you know, may have been acting immaturely. She's... She said, look how Greg was acting at that same age.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it might have been unintentional, Danielle, you know, disclosing to Ernie Stewart, who is the head of the U.S. Soccer Federation, and Brian McBride, who's a general manager of the men's national team, that she, you know, she just wanted to give an example, but it happened to be something that was deeply private and a secret, essentially, from the general public. And something that's very, I mean, in today's society, at least it's very damning, but it happened 30 years ago. Like, leave it alone, even though it is an accident.
1: Yeah. And, you know, no criminal charges were ever brought to Greg. So obviously his now wife forgave him and they've moved on. They have four kids, been married 25 years. So it seems like it's not a non-issue for her. Yeah. Greg's wife. And like I say, I, I do you think this gets leaked out? If Greg talks at that How Institute, kind of bringing up that issue of Gio, Giovanni Reina again?
0: Yes and no. Um, I believe it did happen before the How Institute um, because of uh, in Danielle's statement that she released. It was because um, there was social media comments blasting Gio. And she just wanted them to stop. Um, And she felt deeply hurt by Greg, um, but didn't intend on the information going public. And then once, you know, Greg said those things at the Howe Institute conference, that was just, you know, an eye for an eye at that point.
1: I I, I agree. It was an eye for an eye. You hurt my kid. It was, you know, a mama bear trying to protect her son.
0: Yeah, Mama Bear protecting the cup, but, you know, Claudio's not innocent in this either. I mean, he had the same conversations with Ernie and Brian.
1: Yeah, expressing um, he his He says frustration. he didn't threaten
0: anyone, but you got to know, being that sort of professional, that releasing something like this is going to be completely damning to the person
1: that it's about. Oh, 100%. You feel bad for Greg's wife in this whole situation. I mean, she's not involved in but plain time or how anything like that regarding Giovanni Arena.
0: No, no. So, but I, I feel like, you know, because these families are so close and the U.S. national team, you know, their motto is one nation, one team, you know, bring up a family aspect of things, wanting it to be a close-knit group. Greg Burhalter in 2018 said he wanted to change the way the world viewed them. How better of a way to really make it look like a family than infighting and squabbling, sharing each other's secrets, and really changing the way the world looks at you?
1: The world does. I mean, the world's laughing at U.S. soccer right now. This is horribly embarrassing for U.S. soccer and progressing forward in the sport. I mean, you can't imagine if anything like this were to happen in England or Brazil or Spain. Yeah. It, It just doesn't happen.
0: No, and they wouldn't have weeks on end to file an internal investigation. No. They would have to have answers immediately.
1: Otherwise, the media would be filling in those gaps, and I'm sure they, their facts may be a little outlandish. If you can call yeah. them facts, their stories we, would be we, even more outlandish. We've seen
0: what the BBC does when they don't have all the facts. <laughs> they kind of make it up and go at you hard. So uh, it's it's not looking good for the U.S. men's national team, I I feel so bad. Mostly the person I feel worst for is Rosalind Berhalter because she had nothing to do with this situation. And now she's on blast on social media. And now Greg is, and now her whole family has to deal with this whole scandal that will, I mean, it could potentially ruin Greg's whole career.
1: It could. I mean, it will definitely for the short term at least.
0: So, I mean, U.S. Soccer says they are doing a, you know, peer performance review on Greg. I think it's a foregone conclusion that he is no longer the coach after news yeah. came out yesterday that they already approached Zinedine Zidane and he turned him down.
1: Which good for U.S. Soccer, at least being ambitious man going for a big-time coach like Zizou. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: that's the thing, too. You know, you got coaches like Zizou who... Essentially, if I was him, I would want to distance myself from U.S. soccer at this point, um, yeah, especially it's, it's right tough. after the scandal.
1: Because, I mean, being a U.S. soccer fan, you'd love to have him. I mean, he'd be a no-nonsense kind of guy. Hmm. You wouldn't but, have parents squabbling yeah. over a kid's playing time or his kid's role in a team. And that's honestly, that's U.S. soccer, though, for you, man. In a nutshell, parents squabbling over a child's playing time. Hmm.
0: Yeah. U.S. Soccer is full of privilege. Um, it's full of
1: privilege. It's a for-profit organization. So mm-hmm. when you pay a lot of money for your kid to play, you they expect their kid to play.
0: Yeah, and it's the only one in the world that is like that, which is why the U.S. has never come close to winning a World Cup,
1: and probably opinion. never will. Yeah,
0: probably unless not. all
1: those players are born outside of the U.S.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at their squad. Most of them were born on a U.S. military base somewhere else and have lived in a foreign country their whole lives.
1: Yeah, Anthony Robinson was he born in England? Musa, I'm pretty sure, was born in Germany.
0: Yeah, yeah, Musa was born in Germany. Pretty sure McKinney Um,
1: is also one of those.
0: Yeah. So So, I mean, it's it's a tough situation, and not all of the information has been you know, release yet. I can only imagine there's a lot more to go on with this and it's not over it won't be over anytime soon.
1: No, that that's the terrible part part for, you know, Burrhalter's wife Rosalind is this is gonna drag on for weeks probably.
0: If not years. Yeah. The so. damage
1: will be for years. Whether, you know, it stays in the media's eye for years. I don't yeah. think it will, but which is, you know, it's a shame
0: because, again, I feel bad for Greg and Rosalind. It it's such a private matter and one that they reconciled, forgave each other, came to terms with it, eventually got married after the fact, yeah. And now their best friends are have gone and you know told the Open entire the public up. about their deepest,
1: darkest secret. It's like some Game of Thrones stuff, man. You got two families.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I US kind of feel the Iron
1: Throne, and they're fighting for it.
0: I kind of feel like we're about to have a red wedding, so <laughs> we'll find out. Um, okay, well let's let's get on with the U.S. side of things. If Greg Burhalter's not the coach, who are your top three or four? candidates for the job
1: well i'll tell you my candidates here in a second but kind of going back to greg halter and what u.s soccer is telling them is they're telling him he's still a candidate to be the coach Mm -hmm. i don't know why they're telling him that because he's definitely not going to be the coach can you imagine the sponsors that would they'd probably lose no one's going to want to touch him with a 10-foot pole
0: yeah i mean we've seen from coca-cola they do that all the time they will drop someone in the as fast as they can
1: so as far as my top coaches moving forward, I think you got a clean house man. You got to get bring someone foreign in. Um, I, I told you this recently that over the past, I think it was 20-25 years, all the coaches except for one for the US men's national team have all been from New York or New Jersey.
0: Yeah. You did you did tell me that. Except for yeah.
1: Jurgen Klinsmann. He was the only one not from New York or New Jersey that's been a US men's national team coach that's not from New York or New Jersey. And it,
0: that is not only that's is crazy. It surprising that is an astonishing fact. It shows you how small the politics around the organization are. If it's just from New York and New Jersey and not the rest of the country, when arguably all the best coaches in the MLS even or around the world are not from that area.
1: Yeah, it's it's a small tight-knit group. If you're not in it, you're you're not getting in it. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly then welcome to the politics of u.s soccer it's not about what you know it's who you know
1: it really is so i mean it even stems all the way down to the youth level it's not about how good you are sometimes it's about one well, how much money you have and who you know who yeah. your parents are it's
0: literally who your parents are and how much money you have
1: but i mean there's a that's little bit
0: a, of skill there but yeah it doesn't go mm-hmm. as far
1: so kind of moving on who I think the U.S. should be looking at for coaches. Mm-hmm. I thought ZZ would have been a great one. So that's a little, a little disheartening to see him turn it down.
0: Yeah, I know he was your number one pick for them to go after. He would after. have been
1: probably. But my number, I, I would say my other number one would be Thomas Tuchel. Okay. I think he'd be a great coach. I mean, he took Ch- Chelsea to a Champions League trophy mm-hmm. was it last year, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I know he just, he's. Looking for a job right now. Chelsea let him go to bring in Graham Potter. I think another good coach could be Mauricio Pochettino. Okay. I don't think he's had a job since he left PSG.
0: No, he hasn't.
1: So I, I think he did a pretty good job at Spurs. I mean, he took him to a Champions League final. Yeah. So not he did terrible great there. At
0: Spurs, a team that hadn't really done much in the last thirty years.
1: And then I think my other coach would be Marcelo Bisla, former Leeds coach you know he's he's a wild one he's he'd be he'd be interesting that's for sure
0: yeah he's a one that if you deal with him in short bursts not a prolonged period of time he's the perfect coach
1: well and that's uh, what the national I, team I would is. have
0: to agree with you that he might be the underdog best pick in this scenario because he's used to toxic situations and he's used to being that my way or the highway coach as well.
1: And honestly, like when he had leads playing, man, they were playing some beautiful football. And we have a young group of core players in that U.S. team that I think could play that exciting football and it. I think they'd be fun to watch. And so that, those those would be my top three choices for next coach. Whether okay. we can get any of them, I don't know. That will be difficult. I think a lot of coaches are not going to want this job after seeing all this news come out.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to pitch an awfully enticing package to somebody. Oh, for uh, real, as far as <laughs> what they're going to be able to do and how the U S national team is willing to work with them. Personally, my top three. Hey, let's as hear much yours. as I want to say Morocco's head coach, Uh, I'm not going to even try to butcher his name, but I don't think he's going to leave Morocco anytime soon. No, you would have to give him probably the largest salary on earth for a national team coach. And I don't think even then he would go
1: his heart. His heart wouldn't be in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's in his home country. He's a stellar coach, but I had to, I had to start elsewhere. Um, My number one, I would probably have to say uh, Joachim Lowe. Former Germany boss, won the World Cup with them in 2014. He is a very no-nonsense coach. (laughs) Yes, he is known for sticking his hand down his pants and smelling it afterwards. But you know what? This whole scenario for the United States is pretty much summed up by what he did on the field. Sticking his hand down his pants and smelling it. So... Well we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think he'd be a great coach.
1: He's definitely uh, a great coach. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he took Germany to a World Cup, so
0: Yeah. And arguably Germany a- hasn't done nearly as well since he left. No. So he would be my number one choice next. I probably you know, because America loves to hire Americans, I probably have to go with Jesse Marsh. But good luck getting him away from Leeds United if Leeds yeah. United is backing him.
1: I don't think Leeds... He leaves Leeds. No, I don't think so either. He would you would be know, a great choice, get, though. If you were to um, lose his job in the next couple of years, maybe. But, I mean, but you, you, want want someone, you want to coach in for now you're to Yeah,
0: to fix everything and then take this team all the way to 2026 and the World Cup.
1: Because we have some... A reputation to build with the World Cup being here in four years.
0: Not only that, is you have to essentially rebuild this entire program from the ground up at this point. This fire sale, let's just start all over. Yeah. All right. I think that's what's last, needed. In last one, this. I'm going to kind of go outside the box here a little bit. I know you had mentioned him to me a little bit, but Andre Villach-Bosch. Former manager of, let's see, Marseille, PSG, Chelsea for a little bit. Um, he's been all over the world and coached internationally as far as national teams go. He's got a very unique style of coaching. He's very eccentric. But I think he's used to building things from the ground up at this point, And I think he would be a great candidate for that.
1: That's a really good point, building from the ground up, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I also think because of how toxic this environment is, I really hope it's not going to end up being one of those, well, we couldn't get anybody else, so let's stick by Greg Berhalter because that's not only going to damage the national team, but it will damage Greg as an individual as well. I don't Why see Why would that it damage well.
1: him as an individual?
0: how yeah just because of the lack of trust um between him and the players and then the way the media treats scandals like this they just hang it over your head till the day you die
1: yeah that's a good point keeping every, him in the spotlight conference that it's would be only gonna up. get
0: worse yeah so and those are my top three i sure hope greg berhalter doesn't end up I feel bad for him because he's going to end up being the scapegoat in this whole ordeal.
1: Well, no one's going to come out looking good in this ordeal. I mean, obviously, Berhalter won't. The Reynas aren't looking good after this. This is definitely tarnishing Claudio Reynas, you know, US Men's National Team legacy.
0: Yeah, I think this out of this whole scandal, who will come out the worst? It will be the Reynas. Um, Gio probably will escape it. For the most part. But I think Claudio and Danielle that the Claudio's legacy will forever be tarnished because of this.
1: I think it'll be the Burhalters. really. Like, you're not wrong that Claudio's legacy will be tarnished, but this is going to hurt Burhalter now with his jobs. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I I hate to
0: see it because it happened so long ago, like 30 years. That's a whole lifetime for most people. It, it just breaks my heart. It hurts.
1: Yeah, it's sad that this had to get brought out. And yeah, you know, like like I said, I wonder if this gets out if he doesn't speak at that Howe Institute.
0: Yeah, I I wonder the same thing. Um, I think you know, that it, was
1: the main catalyst. For it was.
0: This. It was a straw that broke the camel's back. Unfortunately, you know, when you're in that kind of s- situation, sometimes we like to use examples that might not be appropriate. That should have stayed in house, like it does in most locker rooms. But you know, now it's out there. Can't take it back. It, it's history now, and the whole world knows.
1: We'll see how it how it all plays out. Yeah,
0: and you know, we'll keep you we'll keep you updated right here on Bruise and Banter. But till next, hopefully, time. not
1: another red wedding, as you said. <laughs> Uh,
0: I sure hope not. Uh, But I mean, if it's a fire sale, it might be about time to just get rid of everybody in the organization and just start from the ground up. Only time will tell. So, so yeah, lot like us, all your platforms, subscribe to our channels, YouTube, uh, Spotify, all your podcast platforms. We are now on Redbubble. So if you want any merchandise, we will be coming out with that soon. Uh, check us out our Facebook group. We have a lot of pretty cool discussions on there, getting you guys involved. Yeah, uh, definitely check out get our on the Facebook group. What
1: was that? So definitely get on the Facebook group. Join the conversation. Tell us what yeah. you want to hear. Let us Give know us what your, your thoughts you think. on these issues. We definitely want to hear from you guys. But
0: till next time, those are our brews. That was our banter.
1: Here's our brews. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Have a good one, guys.